0: Good day, dear listeners. Uh, My name is Steve Preda. This is the Management Blueprint podcast. And I have with me today Satya Elumalai, the president and CEO of AIDAR Health, a healthcare technology and digital therapeutics company that has recently received FDA approval for Mouse Lab, a revolutionary medical device for comprehensive health assessment. So welcome to the show, Satya.
1: Thank you so much, Steve, for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here.
0: No, it's great to have you. I'm very excited to have you and to learn about uh, what you do. Uh, Your new product is very exciting, but let's start first with your journey. So tell me a little bit of your entrepreneurial journey and, you know, what's been your trials or tribulations, so to say, and how did you get here?
1: Yeah, I think uh, definitely from, I mean, every entrepreneur starts very early, right? I mean, we don't even know if we are an entrepreneur until several years of, Uh, experience in real world. For me, it started off as a kid. And I I used to do a lot of work with my dad trying to build new gadgets. My dad was an electrical engineer, and he had a workshop and I used to go and build a lot of different technologies with him. And later on, my focus was always to become a doctor and help patients and help with patient care. But throughout the journey, I, I came to a point like where I realized okay uh, what if I could start working on technologies uh, as a doctor you might touch uh, maybe even a million people in your life but um, I was looking into can I actually influence in a positive way and can I touch a billion people and wow. what would really would help us to do that and that's where I thought building a technology. Today, the phone is actually used by billions of people, right? So I want to build a technology that is simple to use, that is part of every single person's daily lives. So uh, that's where our, my focus was and building a medical device or technology is actually a need for everyone. So that's what led me to start working, but Before starting my company, I worked at Johns Hopkins for over 10 years on patient safety, satisfaction, infection control. And from there, I moved to a data analytics company where I worked on technologies that could help health insurers and pharmaceutical companies. Throughout this journey, I found that there is a need, both personally as well as professionally, to actually simplify healthcare which is what led me to start my own company. I wanted to take the matters on my own hands. And today I'm, I'm grateful that I did that.
0: Wow, it's, I'm always amazed. I mean, my parents are doctors, so I kind of have a little bit of my upbringing, uh, the, you know, the, the resonance with, with doctors. And I, I'm always amazed when I hear that a doctor becomes an entrepreneur. Because it sounds like you have, you have a great profession, highly respected, well-paid, and very rewarding working with patients. And I'm, I'm just wondering, why would someone take the risk of entrepreneurship when you have such a great profession, which is such a safe, secure, rewarding, high-paid profession uh, to go and become an entrepreneur with all the risks uh, that carries and the financial, uh, you know, until you become successful, there's lots of many lean years for, for many of us. So so tell tell me a little bit about that. How how, uh, how did that work out for you?
1: Yeah, I think uh, working with an organization, you always tend to work for somebody or somebody's vision, right? And as an entrepreneur, you always have your own vision about how the world should look like or any aspect of it in, in your field of interest. For me, it was always been healthcare. So healthcare is my field of interest. And when I looked into it, Uh, There's a lot of different amazing institutions around the world trying to help patients, but it needs like more than like, it's not a globe. It's not like one size fits all, right? I think every individual is different. So we need to build technologies that can actually satisfy every individual's needs. So at that point of time, when I started the company or even before that, I was going through this challenge of why there is no solution that is Uh, applicable to a lot of different patient population or user groups and why there is always one-size-fits-all kind of an approach to healthcare, which is what led me to think about a technology. But it's also that, I mean, my principle in life is I don't want it to die simple. What I mean by that is I really wanted to influence uh, in some way in healthcare. So uh, working for an organization like, like Hopkins or others, you might be able to do a lot of great things, but if you wanted to do out of the box thinking and uh, provide solutions, you need to always start something. So I, when I started, I thought it was maybe for one or two years, I was being like too optimistic about the world and, and hardware, medical technology. So my decision was not so tough and I had like great family who was supporting me and my friends were OK, just do it. I mean, if it's two years, just go ahead and do it. But later on, realize now it's like almost six, seven years now. I am in this I haven't even taken a, a pay uh, in the past six, seven years. So I don't e- I only give paychecks, but I have not received one. So it's really hard at times, but I think it's rewarding at the end of the day. It's your product and you are making an impact in this world. Uh, it's far more exciting and uh, interesting than working for an organization only for a paycheck.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I couldn't agree with, with you more. And if you are a creative, innovative person, then you know being part of a big machine where everything is governed by protocols can be a very constricting, constrict, uh, constricting uh, environment. So I totally get that. So we'll talk about your product, which I think is, is amazing. Uh, but before we go there, I want to ask you this question. As you build your company, have you come across with any management blueprints such as Scaling Up or e or Great Game of Business or Four Disciplines of Execution or Traction EOS that you uh, have used, leveraged to build the business? Or are there any business concepts or frameworks that you have, uh, uh, you have come across and which you used in, in building your business?
1: absolutely i think there's tons of uh, business frameworks and and um, blueprints that are there and and different organization use different things for me it's about the people i really wanted to start with people what can we do to uh, the people involved in the company and how we can use them as a tool to actually build an organization so i i believe in this unboss culture or uh, unboss uh, organization which involves everybody instead of few Uh, it's more or less like a functional mechanism instead of a structure and it's built on purpose instead of mostly profit of course it's a for-profit company but i cannot say uh, instead of profit but what what really an unbossed culture would do is like it empowers and supports others and removes the obstacles associated with all the different processes um, it, it means like we we're creating a new kind of culture, which actually where leaders serve the people from the bottom up by setting clear goals, removing obstacles and improving or empowering the team rather than sticking to a hierarchy or like a top down structure. Uh, at the heart of it, this is uh, this is what we try to do within our organization. We we associate all the executives uh, and everybody to work together and then be a facilitator, uh, then actually a manager. So I follow a lot of people. And then, uh, for example, Vas Narsima is part of is uh, CEO try to create that culture in such a big organization like novartis but uh for us what i thought was it's a smaller organization It's, it's it's easier to start now so as a leader i believe it's it's important to provide the space and align aspirations which is what is which is what has been the clear management principle or um tool that we are trying to implement and and i'm really hoping that every single member within the company Currently and also in the future, applies such principles to better manage our team.
0: So, you call it on-boss uh, culture. Is there like a book or someone, an author that people can refer to to check it out?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I can send across some. Uh, you can put it into
0: uh sure Yeah. Yeah, definitely would like to do that. Okay, very good. Um, so, switching gears here, I'd like to learn about your Mouse Lab product, which i was really impressed when i first saw it uh, and i thought i definitely have to get uh, Satya on this podcast to talk about this it's it's like an iphone for healthcare kind of thing right it's a very simple device and and you can put it in your mouse and you get uh, different uh, health measurements so t- t- tell, tell us a little bit about this device and and how it works and and who is it for
1: absolutely so basically the inspiration really stemmed from uh, helping my mom. So for me, it was very personal when, uh, as I said, I worked in different settings, but really what motivated me was a personal need, right? That's what is also inspiring. My mom has at least four chronic condition. And oftentimes um, when she gets hospitalized, she asked me, could you do something to prevent me from going back to the hospital? And this is 10 years ago, and I'm still having the same problem of trying to understand what's happening because, um, oftentimes, uh, the healthcare is focused on managing one condition at a time and they don't look at the downstream effects. Some, some do, but for me, it was, we didn't know any of those information. We were just focusing on helping my mom and her one condition, but all the other organ system have been started to deteriorate and uh, now she has four conditions. So, and she used to use five or six different devices every single day, and it significantly lacked compliance. And also she felt sick when she had to do so many things in a day that is associated with her health in terms of doing exercise to going to the hospital, taking medication and measuring all these different parameters and reporting all these information. So that's where I really wanted to build something that is very simple to use, so something that easily integrates into her life flow um, and the closest thing that i was able to see that she used every day without me pushing her to do was a toothbrush so she literally picks up an electric toothbrush pushes the button and then brush and once she's done she washes it and then she's done for the day and she doesn't I mean sometimes she brushes at night but uh, it's a once a day ritual and she does it um religiously so which is what we wanted to do. Can we pair one habit with another habit? So we thought about that and then looked into the form factor, which can be similar to that so that it doesn't look like a medical device. And then we started looking into where we can collect a whole lot of health information because I don't wanted to do the same mistake of picking one or two parameters, which might not be directly relevant to our condition but at the same time, uh, it's not also conducive to measure uh, continuously. So what we really wanted to look into is where we can collect all this information. That's where we found mouth is a great place to collect key vital information because of the access to breath and saliva, which is what led us to build our device MouthLab. So this is our device. It's a small handle device. The user holds the device and place it in the mouth and breathe through normally for 30 seconds. Um, Within those 30 seconds, we measure the user's temperature, blood pressure, ECG, oxygen saturation, pulse rate, respiratory rate, respiratory flow, morphology, heart rate, heart rate variability. And at the end of 30 seconds, we prompt the user to perform lung function tests or basically deep inhale and exhale. Once they exhale, um, we also measure the user's lung functions like FEV1, FEC, PEF, all these different parameters are relevant to looking at somebody with a chronic condition. And uh, these give these parameters give a holistic view of somebody's health. Although the inspiration came from my mom and, and uh, through the toothbrush, uh, but um, uh, it also like similar to the science fictional device, right? Uh, like the tricorder, which is uh, part of the Star Trek where um, mccoy uh, uses a tricorder to scan somebody uh, a patient to get all their vitals and diagnose the problem within minutes uh, which is what we are trying to achieve and and we are grateful that we were able to achieve this today so the device is uh, currently For use for patients with chronic conditions Um, and we got an FDA clearance as a prescription device for that doctors can prescribe to patients. um, So that they can use it every single day and what it does is within like two weeks we measure the user's baseline Uh, from there, we actually can start tracking the changes within their health because every individual is different. So this baseline act as a unique biosignature associated with that individual. From there onwards, any deviation from their health due to a medication, due to an activity, or due to deterioration in their health can be readily uh, like de- determined, predicted. And if that's outside a set threshold, then it can inform the physicians, the caregivers, or the patient themselves to take appropriate action. Right now, our focus is to provide the technology, provide the insights, so that the physician can take um, appropriate action. But ultimately, we would like to <clears throat> provide some kind of feedback to the users so yes. that they can take better care of their self every single day.
0: Yeah, so this is amazing. And I, you know, when I first saw this, I thought, I want one of these things just to have around the house so we can just test everyone in the, in the family. And then I learned that it's only for uh, people who have the conditions because there are very few of these devices available uh, as of this time. So that leads to my second question. Uh, first of all, how many devices are there? I mean, how, how many have you guys manufactured so far? And what if this thing catches fire? How mm-hmm. is it gonna change your company and how are you gonna handle that, this, uh, this demand? now that you've got the FDA
1: approval? No, absolutely. For us, as soon as we got the FDA clearance, we uh, started working towards setting up our manufacturing uh, setup. Uh, right now, everything is manufactured within the US. All our suppliers, all our manufacturers and, and designers, everybody is based in the US. We previously have built like close to 150 devices, um, which are currently being used in clinical trials. but uh, right now, we have the setup ready, and we are building our the first batch of uh, almost thousand devices, which will be used in uh, several clinical trials focused on heart failure, COPD, and uh, COVID-related uh, studies. But the setup is already ready, so we can build at least like ten thousand devices this year, and hundreds of thousands of devices next year. So. For us, we need to be cognizant about the uh, the huge shortage and chip shortage and other component shortage that is globally happening right now. So we have laid down the foundation so that we can build thousands of devices. So although it's like prescription only, we are working with the FDA to actually get this cleared under um, over the counter as well so uh, by Hopefully early next year, it could be in uh, the shelves of uh, Walgreens and CVS and other places where anybody could be able to pick it up and also would be available on our website uh, where anybody could um, uh, buy it from there.
0: How are you financing the company? I mean, are you you know, taking on investors who uh, who fund the growth or is it all family and friends funded?
1: So I think for almost four years in the company, it was... Uh, Primarily self-funded, it was all my savings uh, up to a point where I <laughs> had to start asking my friends and family. So we, we got some money from friends and family, but we also started, we raised a little over $2.5 million from angel investors who really believed in the product even before an FDA clearance, even before there was any clinical trial data existed. They just believed in the product, believed in the vision, and also the team. So we did that, but right now for commercialization, we are looking to raise uh, our Series A fundraising uh, of $10 million, uh, which we are hoping to close by um, September of this year.
0: Yeah, well, good luck for this. My sense is that you won't have too much trouble. Doing that, uh, given what uh, this uh, this product can achieve, so thinking like bigger picture, you said that you want want to touch a billion people. This is like very audacious <clears throat> plan, but I, I love this uh, this plan. So, what do you think? What is the impact this could ultimately have if if this thing, uh, you know, becomes ubiquitous and and everyone can buy this thing and we can all uh, measure our health and monitor it and have our baseline and. What is it going to allow us to do and how is it going to change the healthcare system here?
1: So I think the biggest problem with the healthcare system is sporadic care, right? I think people get care as and when they need it Uh, and people oftentimes don't monitor themselves. Um, Staying healthy means maybe working out and then just uh, wearing a Fitbit or an Apple Watch and getting one or two parameters and, and um, basically living their life. Uh, but oftentimes I've had so many people who look good. They, they've been perfect, no um, history of uh, any health conditions, but sometimes stress, anxiety and other things actually cause um, issues within patients or people and for me let's say for my case both my parents are diabetic both my parents have heart conditions um i spent almost uh maybe four or five years i didn't even go to a doctor um to do a regular checkup because my life was so busy and i thought like okay i'm feeling healthy and i didn't even take any effort but like after four years when I went and visited the doctor, uh, the doctor said, "I mean, you look good, but then you are in the pre-diabetic range right now. Um, your HBA1C values are really high and and uh, and and your cholesterol levels are high, and you are um, it's a lot of things that I don't know, I took it for granted. Uh, I just realized that uh, I didn't have all these information in my hand, which is similar to a lot of people, even with my mom. Uh, She ignores a lot of things and oftentimes does not communicate. And when she gets hospitalized, that's when she tells me, yeah, I just found something three, four days ago. I thought it was because of this condition and not because of this. So that's where a device like this that you use every single day from a user standpoint, we're not asking them to wear something on their body we're not asking them to put a patch or we're not telling them to keep using their phones to get the data or any of those things because the device is um, super user friendly. Um, The device also has speakers and, and communication capabilities within the device So it can act as as a daily uh, doctor or daily uh, checkup companion. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Once you use the device, the speakers can actually tell you, hey, you're doing great today. Uh, uh, Or if there is any issue, it just tells you I've sent your information to your doctor, Uh, maybe he would he or she would contact you Uh, or if somebody has been monitored by a caregiver at home or um, or a professional caregiver they would probably get notification so that they can better assist the condition. So what it does is now physicians will have more time to take care of people who needs the care versus somebody who comes into a hospital uh, due to a false positive alarm that comes through one of these variable devices. For us, what we really believe in is measuring things at a very early stage and, and right now we are a monitoring tool, but we wanted to start getting into a diagnostic tool mm-hmm. in the next year or two so that we can predict a lot of complex conditions at a very early stage. So imagine all you do is like sim- simple, as simple as brushing your teeth in the morning, but at the same time, uh, I mean, my co-founder calls it, it, it has like a check engine light for humans, um, which is what we are hoping to achieve through the device and our solution.
0: Check engine for humans. Uh, I like that a lot. So, you know, the way I understand this, you've got this device, it can measure seven to 10 different vitals. Uh, Essentially it replaces or maybe preempts a number of diagnostic uh, tests that, that get performed in the hospital. I go to the hospital, I go to, uh, you know my my house doctor, and they going to perform a variety of different diagnostics, which gonna cost me probably thousands of dollars, or it will cost the insurance company. And then they may or may not find out what's going on. So many of these uh, diagnostics are wasted. So I imagine if someone has this device, they will be much more in control of their own health, which means they will need to spend less time in hospitals. They will get less diagnosis. So I wonder if if there are forces who would actually oppose such a device because it kind of streamlines the whole process for many people. Isn't that the case?
1: No, I mean, I wish that's not the case and I hope that's not the case. So I think from our standpoint, we are not getting into anybody's space, but more or less bringing in a new kind of personalized experience for patients with Chronic conditions, right? So for us, um, there are people who are having, let's say, hypertension, people with hypertension, or um, diabetes, they're just focusing on one solution, right? And oftentimes, it's going to be challenging. There are manufacturers who just make glucometers or blood pressure cuffs. But the whole point is they are catering to a particular population, which are just having one issue. But they don't really look into what other conditions that they might encounter in their lives. What we are trying to do is to give proactive care by looking into is the impact of this condition, have anything else on the other organ system. Uh, So for us, we are presenting with a more holistic approach to health monitoring than all the other companies that are there. In fact, um, There are very limited device manufacturers these days, uh, than service providers, because all the companies are moving from device only to providing services. So even with our case, it it started as a medical device company. Now we are a digital medicine company. So how we really look at it is we're looking to work with several of our competitors uh, or so that we can get faster to the patients because at the end of the day, it's about the algorithms. It's about the services that we are offering to patient versus the devices themselves, because device can only present to you what's happening, but you need to have the people, the technology to actually prescribe kind of things that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So that's where I feel uh, there's more synergies with competitors versus um uh, i would say any kind of canna- cannibalism with uh, yeah
0: yeah others. i mean yeah probably when if more people know that something is going on actually it creates more awareness that they need a doctor so they will probably go to the doctor more right and get treatment and uh, they'll get it in time rather than too late so yes so maybe that's we can look at it in a completely different uh, light maybe it will create more demand for the right kind of healthcare services than actually there exists. So that's that's really cool. So looking ahead as a business owner, obviously you're an inventor mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and that's great. And you're a doctor, but you're also a business owner and Either Health, I assume is facing a rapid uh, growth trajectory going forward. So if you look five years ahead, where do you see uh, your company, Either Health to be in five years? What's your vision of where it's gonna uh, and uh, evolve to in, in a few years?
1: Yeah, as, as you can see, um, there's a lot of application or you know like a device like this would be integrated into a lot of setting from chronic disease management to managing decentralized or hybrid clinical trials to be used by quantified self people for monitoring their health um, or used by athletes um, for improving their performance or used in a lot of other settings, from like Army, Navy and other other areas or direct to consumers where can be used in aging in place and other activities. But we started with the focus of addressing some of the key unmet needs in the COPD and heart failure patient population. But our vision is always about collecting enormous amount of health information rapidly from an individual so that we can present a multi-dimensional view of their own health every single day. And we know that we have the tools that we developed today would be applicable across many chronic conditions, and that our members or clients would want it to seamlessly, a seamless, easy to use experience for this device. Uh, that's why we have a single unified platform that provides smarter cellular connected devices, not just our device, but also other devices. and. We also wanted to provide informed coaching, data science-enabled insights so that we can facilitate people to live better. But then the current ability of our device to measure all the 10 vital health parameters are only the beginning because, as I said earlier, the device actually goes in the mouth. It has access to breath and saliva, which in turn gives access to many, many more biological indicators of health. So, we are continuously working on our efforts to do biochemistry of breath and saliva, which would actually make this device indispensable uh, and can be customized to a lot of different conditions, right? So, imagine five years from today, you could like get maybe 100 tests that um, you would have have to go to a doctor's office today or to a lab to collect those information. Similarly, a lot of blood tests can be converted into saliva tests that we do it in your mouth every single day versus sending a sample to a lab where they do the performance of those tests and send the report after a few days, right? Our mission is to improve the quality of life of our members with chronic condition so that, and also improve positive outcomes so that we can create a new paradigm for personal health which is what is our focus. And we are hoping five years down the line, we have, we're working towards at least, at least a million people will have it in their home every single day. Uh, but I definitely wanted to get to the billion, uh, very soon.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you can easily do that. Uh, well, not easily. It's never easy to get the billion, but there's a good chance that you can do it. I think, uh, and what do I know? Uh, so, uh, that's awesome. Very exciting. So if the listeners, if my listeners would like to learn more and maybe get in touch with you and maybe they want to invest in your company, mm-hmm. where do they go? How can they uh, reach you?
1: Easy. Very easy. Just, <laughs> uh, you can find us in all our social media channels. It's like adar health or adar.health. Uh, you can also email me directly at CEO at a-i-d-a-r.com and uh, you can also find more information on our website. Um, Definitely really looking forward to talking to like-minded people, people who are passionate about healthcare, people who can think they can contribute either through an investment, which would be great, but oftentimes I have great contribution coming from people who just call in and say, Hey, Satya, here is a value proposition. Here is what we think your device could be helpful. Or here is an area in which you can actually take your device and happy to make some introductions. So we would love to hear from physicians, pharmaceutical companies, investors, and more importantly, from consumers or uh, people who are interested to manage their health, especially <laughs> the pandemic has taught us that we need to care for ourselves more than just going to the doctor's office once a year or so that's where i think our device could be a companion to every single users um, and so that we can offer a superior experience to them and and definitely any kind of feedback or insights would be great uh, because we need we need if you have to touch billion people we need (laughs) billion of you guys to help us out. So uh, please reach out and really looking forward to hearing from all your listeners, Steve.
0: Well, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Satya Alumalai, the president and CEO of IDAR Health. Definitely check his out, check him out on, uh, on LinkedIn and on his website and uh, check the mouse lab uh, device. If you Google mouse lab, uh, you will see a wonderful device, a little bit bigger than a toothbrush, but it has... Uh, It's a thousand times more powerful. And if you enjoyed this show and the other episodes, please don't forget to rate and review us so that we can get uh, out to more listeners. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Satya, for joining me and uh, have a great day.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you, Steve. Have a good one, everyone.